Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. It has been years since I last preached to our congregation. And I just want to give God, uh, praise to our God for giving me this opportunity to be with you and share His message once again. And so as we begin our message, let's bow down for a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just want to come before you this morning. And as we gather together and listen and learn from your word, we pray, Father, that you will speak to our hearts. Allow us, Lord, to uh, be able to understand your word and help us grow in our walk with you. And so we commit to you our worship service. May it continue to glorify your name. This we all ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so good morning again, brothers and sisters in Christ. The assigned passage to me is found in First Samuel chapter 16, verses 6 to 13. And the title of the message today is Choices. Choices. Can you write it down? Choices. Life is full of choices. Each day, you and I need to make choices with regards to a lot of things. And even in this time of the pandemic, no, I would like to ask you, what are the major choices or decisions you have made in your life? This pandemic is unprecedented and has caused many changes in our lives, in our family, in our workplace, in our school, in our society. The entire world is evolving. Some say that God wanted to jumpstart all the families. That is why everybody was forced no, for months and months to stay home in order to spend time with their families. And, you know, I heard some people were successful mending their relationship with their families, but unfortunately not all. I heard some people because their family has already incurred too much pain, no? That's why coming together, staying together for so many months stresses them all out, no? So the, the mental health issue that we are hearing left and right now, right now is caused by because there's too much pain inside the family. And some said, of course, no? This is the time also God is forcing all of us to be still. Take a year of Sabbath, and reconnect with Him. And so, the question that I would also ask is that, were you able to read the entire Bible throughout this time of pandemic? Has your relationship with the Lord improved because of this pandemic? We are always filled with choices. Especially this, during this time of pandemic, some people grabbed this opportunity and started to what? to create a home catering service. And some, they intensify no, or went into online businesses. And some have other decisions. Many things have changed and definitely it has affected our lives and affected our future. Just last week, one of my former students in my previous school one of our brightest actually called me up and wanted to interview me with regards to why I chose to become a pastor. Okay? And I was thinking, yes, so we went through this interview and I realized it was really also a good time to refresh myself with regards to my calling. 
and uh, why I go for full-time ministry and become a pastor. And this is a big step, you know, especially for young people. It is an unknown. It's a difficult decision. It's a difficult choice to make. All you need to do is really what? Trust God that you are being guided according to His will. I can still remember, it was way back January 1997. I was being pirated by another company. I'm working as a professional and I was being pirated. And so, with the lucrative offer that was being offered to me, I started praying, Lord, Lord, would you like me to transfer to that company? And you know what? During that time, it was uh, that week while I was praying about it, Suddenly, in my devotional time, God reminded me that the love for money is the root of all evil. Ah, sabi ko. So it means that God is telling me, no, don't go there. Okay? And so I declined the offer. But this company was really insistent. They thought their offer was not enough. And so they gave me even bigger offers. And so I started to seek my counselor, and of course, my counselor is one of our church elder, Elder Lim Tin Chong. And he was telling me, I was, as we go through the conversation, he was telling me, Hindi ba si Hong Hin Ah, ganun ba? And he was reminding me, isn't it that you have dedicated your life for full-time ministry? So what is it, uh, uh, what is your decision right now? And I told him, I don't know, I don't know, because God has not called me, you know, for the past uh, year, the years, no? And uh, so we decided that when I pray about this offer again, I need to also pray about my commitment to the Lord to go for full-time ministry. And surprisingly, during that week while I was praying, Philippians 3 verse 7, my original calling popped out no, in my devotion. Oops, oops, God is reminding me of my full-time calling. And so again, I need to decline that offer because right now, I'm so shocked because suddenly, the commitment to go full-time suddenly appeared. Okay? And so it's time no, to really go for full-time. And, uh, and I have to go through that series of reflection, okay? And I was able to recall my three prayer requests two years prior no, to this that moment that I'm being called once again. The first request is really for my younger brother, Pastor LJ, Reverend uh, Leo Jaime, okay, to graduate college. And true enough, that year, that March, my brother is graduating from college, so sabi ko, oh no, okay, I remember the, the agreement, no? And so, then I again, no, asked the Lord, um, how about my second request? My second request was that, because I'm also one of those who provide for our family, and um, I asked the Lord that I should be able to leave something for my family before I enter seminary training. And again, during that week, Second um, Corinthians no, was was uh, the message given me to me by the Lord. No, my grace is sufficient for you. And within again, no, that week I remember 
my good old friend, Carl. Carl here, our late Deacon Carl Liu, a very close friend of mine. Okay, during that time, we're also having sideline because we're good friends. We were able to close a deal no, in real estate. And imagine the amount I earned that time is the amount monthly that I gave my mom, and that is good for 36 months, which is exactly the time frame or the period that I would be entering seminary. 36 months. Okay? And so, sabi ko, nako, it's getting closer to that calling. So you would see how the Lord guided me, no, one step at a time. And so the third request that I asked the Lord is about having a wife. Wow! I'm single. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm not courting anyone. And so during that, that week again, no, it's already, I think, uh, end of February during that time. Then the Lord told me in Psalms 34, 37 verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. It's in my impression during that time, God is telling me, you have been asking so many things. Now it's time for you to do your share, then I will bless you with regards to that later. And true enough, no, I'm married now and I was blessed no, after being a pastor for so many years. Okay? And uh, it was really a done deal that the Lord is calling me to enter seminary training. Of course, I prepared my resignation letter and every time I pass through the president's office, I will come out still holding the resignation letter because I was so afraid no, to, to really submit no, that letter. <laughs> and so three times, no? And so I was thinking... The lucrative offer is good. I think it's always a chance also to help my family, Lord. And so, and so again, no? Then, you know, most of the time we seek for affirmation. And I told the Lord, one last, one last affirmation, Lord. Okay? And so, I was asking the Lord, when, now when will I go for full-time ministry? And unfortunately, I know in my mind, there's no months and dates in the Bible. There's no January, no February, no March, no April, okay? And the Lord, no, sometimes is also funny, okay? And so I was having my devotion, no, it's already almost mid-May, okay? And June, I need to enter seminary already, I read this uh, passage, no? Luke chapter 5, verse 27, during my devotion time. Jesus passed by this tax collector named Levi, and he said, follow me. And he immediately left everything and followed Jesus. Oh no, <laughs> it's the end. I need to really submit to the calling of the Lord. So that's my real story, no? And you will see, no, the choices I made I praise the Lord because it is He who guides me one step at a time and assuring me that this is His will for my life. Amen? No? Let's give the Lord a big hand. Huh? Whether you're watching virtually, it doesn't matter because we need to really praise God during this time of worship. 
I do believe you and I experience a lot of things that you and I need to make choices. And we do make choices every day. And there are a lot of those um, we need to uh, decide on. Whether it's a small matter or it's a big matter, you know, the most important question here, my friends, is that what is the basis when you make such decision? Okay? Which option should you consider if there are a lot of options available? No? Especially during hard choices. At times, you face a deadlock. You are confused. You are stressed. And then at times, you, there are also a lot of constraints. And so how do you make choices? Okay? So that's the important question that I would like to ask all of you today. God knows how bad we are in making choices, you know. And so, God made a lot of illustrations, stories, scenarios in the Bible to help us, educate us, so that you and I can make right, right choices, okay? And when we talk about right choices, it has to be choices according to His will, pleases the Lord, no? And one of the main examples is our passage today when uh, this is the anointing of David to be the next king of Israel, no? And so Samuel was there, no, looking for the next king as instructed by the Lord. And if you will really study the entire process of King David's anointing, you will see, no, there are choices that needs to be made. And so, let us learn from this passage this morning. So, shall we all dig in, no? In verse 6, I would like to read to you. When they came, he looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the, the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or on the height uh, of his stature, because I have rejected him. The Lord is pertaining to Saul, no? For the Lord sees not as a man sees, man looks at the outward appearance. Then, verse 8, Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made uh, Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither the Lord have chosen this one. And Jesse made all the seven sons pass before Samuel. Okay? And so the first point, that we would like to talk about is man's choice. Man's choice. Write it down. Man's choice. Okay? When man makes choices, usually appearance is very important. Right? Okay? We always use based on how we feel when we see things, when we see the person. We would choose what appears good in our eyes. We would choose something that we like, no? And close to our heart. There are always bias preferences, of course, in our selection process. In our passage today, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, we can see two men making cho their own choices. First is the prophet Samuel, and the second, Jesse, the father of David or the dad of David. Samuel was a highly respected uh, prophet during that time. He is recognized as one of the major prophets. Actually, when he arrived, people were so afraid. You know why? Because 
prophets brings judgment, no? And, and so the people was afraid that he is bringing a judgment message, okay? Even, and, and you see, even though he is old, he is seasoned, still, when you read the passage, when he looked at Eliab, immediately his personal convictions, personal preferences came into himself, no? And so what does this tell us? You know, not because I'm a pastor or a church leader or a church uh, elder, what I immediately say is correct. What I immediately chose is correct. Okay? Even today, as I preach to you, you cannot just accept what I'm preaching. Okay? Because every believer has a responsibility to go back home and open your Bible and check. No, whether what I'm sharing to you is based on the Word of God or not. Check the message I preached to you today. It is, is it properly aligned with the teachings of the Word of God? Am I interpreting it correctly? You know, church leaders like me or a pastor are still human beings. And we can make mistakes. We are not perfect individuals. We are not holy individuals. Okay? We are not perfect. And again, we can make mistakes. I'm saying that, I'm not saying that we should not trust our pastors or elders or leaders inside the church. But what I'm saying that every single church member has a responsibility to decide matters based on the Word of God. And not just because somebody said it. Okay? The second person that we could see in this passage is Jesse, the f- proud father of the sons. Okay? The father always, of course, no, loves and believes that their firstborn is the best. Okay? Fathers are actually good spiritual guides. They have good insights that could share to his children and help them grow uh, in their walk with the Lord, especially if they are believers. But Fathers will all, parents will always have personal bias, right? Okay, in their choice, no? Because they have their own. Um, um, it's not. It's not about a personal uh, preference, but it's more of their innate being, no? Because parents are always proud of their children, and uh, and again, no. Unfortunately, God told. Jesse, no, through Samuel, that these are not the people, this is not the, the, the person God chose to be the next king, no, to be anointed that day. Choices made by men um, of personal pref- uh, are of personal preferences and bias. They may be good options. I'm not saying that Ilya was bad, Abinadab was bad, no, okay? Not necessarily they are the bad ones. No? Just like the siblings of David. No? These are siblings. I do believe they were not inferior. No? But later, you would also see that they were used by God, especially serving in the army of David. They were capable individuals. But still, it's not God's choice. Yan, okay? So that's, very, that's the first point. No? Man's choice. So we need you and I need to be careful, no? When we choose, when we decide, make sure we don't have that personal bias. And we'll talk more about it later on. Now, 
We understood man's choice. And now let's us go to God's choice. No, the second point is all about God's choice. In verse 7, it states the last part of verse 7 that I omitted a while ago, but the Lord looks on the heart. Verse 12, And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. Okay? And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And in verse 13, Then Samuel took the horn and oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. Now, in verse 7, clearly tells us that the Lord looks at the heart. Why do you think the Lord chose the, to look at the heart of man? Okay? The Lord chose to look at... He did not choose... The Lord did not choose to look at the brains of the man. Okay? okay? Or uh, the past records of the person. But the Lord took notice of the heart. Okay? And see the good inside the heart. God chose the heart in Matthew... Uh, 12 verse 34, no? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? And in Luke chapter 6 verse 45, it tells us the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance, again, uh, of the heart, his mouth speaks. Okay? And so, the heart contains the innermost thoughts of an individual, of a person. The heart dictates the kind of person we become. Okay? Unfortunately, the heart is so hidden inside us, right? That's why you and I cannot see the heart of man. But God can see what is inside our heart. Inside your heart, inside my heart. Our true identity no, is in our heart. And the Lord knew the heart of David. He is the man after God's heart. When God chose him and commanded Samuel to anoint David, immediately the Spirit of the Lord entered David and has not departed David from day forward. Okay? Wow! Right? This is a big thing. This is an important information for all of us. Okay? Because when you follow the will of God, you will be powerfully blessed by the Lord. This is what the passage is telling us. Okay? Imagine, no, the Spirit is with us, guiding us, helping us, making sure that you would become successful in everything you, you would be doing henceforward. <laughs> and so, because God looks at the heart, no? You know, God promised David that never his uh, uh, line no, will leave the throne of the kingdom of Israel. Okay? And so, this is a promise, no? Because why? God appreciates the heart of David. And look at the Old Testament. When we learn that after King Solomon's reign, the Israel splits into two kingdoms. Okay? The northern kingdom, which is called Israel, and the southern kingdom, which is called Judah. Now, that Israel, the northern kingdom, has to a total of 19 evil kings. 
Okay? And these 19 evil kings came from different families. But look at Judah, no? where the throne of David was established. There were a total of 21 kings. There were eight good kings, or seven and a half, because one was originally evil, but later on repented. That's why we became eight kings, and there were 13 evil kings. But still, even though there were evil kings, all of them are descendants of King David. Even after the exile, okay, we read that it was Zerubbabel who is the one leading the Israel, right? But he was not king, but he was governor. He has the signet ring, and yet he still, again, is from the lineage of David. And of course, we, as we read further going towards the New Testament, we all know that Joseph, the father of Jesus, no, um, was also from the line of David. And Jesus is the one who now ascends no, to the throne as the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so still, He is coming from the lineage of David. And that's why the throne of David has been established forever. And you will look at other dynasties in China, Russia. No? You will see the dynasties keep on changing. But here, the Lord preserved, no? whether it's a good king or it's a bad king, until the future, He has preserved this. Why? Why did this happen? Because David's heart was pure in the eyes of God. The will of the Lord, my friends, is the key for you and me to be blessed, to be productive, and live a successful life. Okay? Life on earth is not easy. Life on earth is difficult. It contains a lot of challenges. And, and you know, it, it contains a lot of problems. And so, how can you and me go through life successfully? We can go through life successfully by understanding the priority of God. And that is what? Looking at man's heart. Okay? Our heart is very important in the eyes of God. God's choice is based on what is in your heart, in my heart, okay? And what is the, what's in our heart can result for us to be blessed, can result for you and I to become successful. That's why it's, it's very important that you dedicate your heart. Commit to the Lord, okay? Because God looks at our heart, okay? So that's the second point, not the God's choice, that's why we should understand the importance, okay, about especially developing, strengthening, enhancing our relationship with Him. The last part of our message talks about believers, no? Us, you, me, we are believers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our choice. How do you make choices? How should we make choices today? Okay? In Matthew 6, verse 33, it tells us, we all memorized this already. I know you're already, you know, uh, your mind is already working. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Okay? In Romans 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world 
but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you, may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, in making choices, Christians like you and me should set some standards. Okay? We cannot just follow what the world dictates, like what man how man chooses. Okay? We should be able to understand that you as a believer, me as a believer, we chose things, we decide on things, has to be based on the will of God. Because if you are able to choose based on the will of God, then your heart starts to become pure. Your mind starts to become clear. You would understand the will of God. And the will of God, again, the passage that we read a while ago, the will of God is what? Good, acceptable, perfect. Again, good, acceptable, and perfect. So I would like to ask you, my friends who are listening today, do you have a good life? Are you enjoying your life today? That's the biggest challenge for us, even believers. You know why? Because still, a lot of believers is not following the will of God. We are not making the right choices that God intended us, you and me, to make. Okay? And so we have a lot of wrong choices even today. Even after the lockdown, still we have not matured and developed our relationship with God. Of course, not all of us. If your, your relationship with God has matured, then I would li- I, I'm so happy for you. But if not, there's still time. We're still in pandemic uh, mode. No? You and I need to fix that relationship. And so the big question that I would like to ask you today, how do we discern the will of God? How do you find the will of God? How do you seek guidance from the Lord? Let me give you some tips that I learned from, of course, when I was still young in UECP, we were taught, no? When I was still young, there are five areas to know the will of God. Okay? So, what are those five areas? Number one is the word, prayer, counsel, circumstances, and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Five. Okay? Five. So, when you seek the will of God, the five should exist. Or majority, four at least should exist. One is not enough. Two is not enough. There should be at least four or five of these. That is what? complementing one another, then you would be clear to make that decision that it is all about the will of God. And so first is the Scripture. You and I, when we read the Bible, we read the Bible every day, okay? And if you're not reading the Bible, start reading it. Because you cannot know the will of God without reading the Bible. And as I share to you, right, my journey, how I become a pastor, you see it's really full of Scriptures, Okay? And it's also full of circumstances. And it's also full of opportunities. And it's, so, it's also so full with the peace of the Lord. 
Okay? So as you read the Bible, you make sure that you really understand it. Not reading it fast, but reflecting on the Word of God, trying to seek the Lord for the answer. Because the Word of God has all the answers. According to your need, according to my need. All you need to do is just to read. You know, and there are times, no, after reading the Bible, maybe you think it's irrelevant. But during the day, you would be surprised that, oh, this is what I read this morning. And it, it means that you are already being told what's going to happen that day. And God has prepared you already. No? What's going to happen? And this decision, how to decide on that matter. And that's why that's the power of the Word, the Bible, that you and I need to focus and give priority. Second, prayer. Prayer is not about something that we just talk, 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 talk. No? Okay? It's not. Okay? But rather, prayer is also what? Learning how to wait in the Lord. Waiting how to discern, to listen. That's why it's called quiet. Quiet time. You be quiet. Diba? But most of the time, we are not giving time to God because we are all in a hurry. No? To finish it up, attendance, check, bye. No. Prayer, you need to be still and quiet and listen what the Lord wants to tell you today. Because it's part of the process. And you can pour out and tell God all the situation, all the things that is happening. And you would be surprised how God will answer you through His Word and through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Third is about godly counsel. <laughs> we have godly people inside the church in UACP. The pastors, the elders, the deacons, the D-group leaders, these can be godly mentors. No, godly. They can give you and me godly counsels. We can also seek, if our parents are uh, believers, of course, we can uh, even more know that we need to seek their counsel because words of wisdom will come from them and help us see different perspectives and help us discern the will of God. Okay? And so, the Word of God provides wisdom. Now, through these people, through these mentors, okay? The fourth is circumstance. As you seek the will of God, you will notice, no? One thing, no? Opening, no? Opening that opportunity. And again, open the opportunity. You will see that, yeah, this is the direction. This is what God wants me to do. Because those opportunities no, are not coincidence. But these opportunities are real-life uh, real guidance coming from the Lord. Okay? And so, He will, you know, sabi nga nila, di ba? When uh, doors close, windows open, uh, yeah, that's true. That's why you and I need to be very alert with the situations, no? Because the Lord is opening opportunity for you. Or, even closing opportunities. You think they are opportunities, but they are being closed by the Lord. And so you need to be discerning no, with your circumstances, no, with the circumstances that surrounds you. Number five, no, the last is very important. It is about what? Leading of the Holy Spirit. What do you mean? No? You know, when we have that developed that relationship with God, you're able to really read uh, the Word, pray intimately with the Lord. 
you know, in difficult moments, in stressful moments, in worrisome moments, you will be surprised by the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know why? Even though you think that you are making a wrong decision because it's not logical, but it is, this is, you believe that this is what God wants, you will be at peace in your heart. And remember, the Lord looks at our heart. And the heart is so crucial for you and for me as believers. Okay? And so, you as a believer of our Lord Jesus Christ, we need to recall and we need to remember. If you make choices today, just like Samuel, just like Jesse, no, they made choices. But what is important is really God's choice. Are your choices aligned with the choices of God? Are, your, are the things that you want to do, is it according to the will of God? Okay? And so, that would make the big difference, okay, if you are always aligned with the Lord. Our message today is so simple, actually. It's about choices. Yeah, there's so many uncertainties in front of us today. Okay? And um, we don't know what's going to happen. Some people say, uh, life after pandemic. But is there life after pandemic? That's the question. Right now, we need to shift our mind. Life with pandemic. You know? Life with COVID-19. It's not after COVID because COVID will not go away. Okay? And so, in these challenging times that made things uncertain for all of us today, it is very important, my friends, that you think, okay, what is the best choice? Okay? The choices sought after the will of God or still you want to still insist on your personal preferences. Okay? And so, I have told you all of this already. It's time for you to what? To go back to your notebook, reflect on it. And I tell you, my friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, the will of God is what? Good, acceptable, and perfect. If you would just seek the will of God in every decision you make, the blessing of the Lord, the success that you can have is just in front of you. But if you choose to disobey, then definitely, sorry, okay? Sorry na lang, okay? And so what shall we do, my friends? Number one, be consistent in reading the Word of God every day. You need to read the Word of God every day. You need to be consistent. There's no other way. There's no shortcut. It's only through the Word of God. Second, be prayerful. But when you pray, don't be in a hurry. Learn today how to quiet yourself before the Lord because the Lord can speak to you while you are praying. Be still and discerning. Be, sabi nga nila, mapagmasid, no? Be discerning what's happening, okay, with your surrounding. Is it according to the Word of God? Are you being led according to the Word of God? 
be still and discerning. You know, when you make choices according to the will of God, you can never go wrong. And so today, my challenge to all of you, my fellow UECP, seek the will of God. Imagine when you are, when you and I, each one of us, are aligned with the will of God. It is not only your family and you would be blessed, but the entire church will be blessed. The entire church will be moved forward. The entire church will be a channel of blessing. And that would be a very powerful testament and very powerful testimony in the eyes of those who still have not come to know our Lord Jesus Christ. UECP has been used by the Lord for so many decades already. Our faithful forefathers have done their share no, in blessing our community. That's why we can enjoy such a beautiful facility. We can enjoy such powerful messages coming from the Lord. We can enjoy godly people, godly counsel that can guide us to grow spiritually. It's now your time to make sure the next generation will make the right choices. Because right now, I tell you, it is really trying times. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know, no? Because this pandemic has changed the entire ball game, And so, the only way you and I can survive and successfully survive in this changing world is when you are and I, together as a church, able to come together and seek the will of God together, every one of us aligned with Him. Let us close in a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give thanks for you have given us people who are able to help us understand how to seek your will. And many of us have neglected our relationship with you. We pray, Father, that today we would be able to renew such commitment and refresh our relationship with you so that we would always be aligned and we would always be rescued from the different uncertainties that the world is facing today. Lord, help us, each one of us, that our lives becomes a pleasing aroma in your sight as we, each one of us, as we all learn and seek the will of God seriously, not only in our lives, not only in our family, but more so for our church. This we all ask in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Amen.